Pickaxe. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello my friend, my name's Sean and I want to end your suffering. No, not like that, with meditation in my new podcast, Mindfulness for Gamers. Each episode, I'll take you through how mindfulness can help you to feel less anxious and frustrated and put you on the path of happiness, all through the lovely, grimy lens of video games. So make time to level up your mental health and take the first step on your spiritual skill tree. Join me and subscribe to Mindfulness for Gamers right here, right now. Welcome everyone to Kirsty and Briny's Comfort Zone with Kirsty. That's me. And me, not Kirsty. <laughs> <laughs> so exciting times this week. Kirsty and I have emptied all our piggy banks. We've got enough pocket money together and we've been able to afford a guest. We've done we have. it. We have a friend yes. today. Yay! <laughs> so welcome, Lydia. Thank you so much for joining us. Hello, thanks for having me. I'm surprisingly expensive, right? Yeah. Like a few. Yeah, grand. we can't afford any more guests now. Yeah, I, it's obscene, but it's worth it. You just you wait for these dreams. They're gonna blow your bloody socks off. <laughs> <laughs> can't wait. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, we're going to be delving into your brain swamp. Do, mm-hmm, do we have mm-hmm. a name for these things yet? <laughs> no, I like brain, no swamp. We do. brain swamp works. Mm, brain swamp's great. <laughs> Love it. Have, have you had many dreams at all leading up to this, Lydia? So I went through a period where I was having such vivid, vivid dreams, and they have got a little bit quieter recently. But a few weeks ago, when you first uh, we're talking about the podcast. I, as soon as I woke up, I recorded a dream I had, which was a particular sort of long and detailed one. The voice recording is about 10 minutes long. It's incredibly rambly and I can play, I'd say I will play you the beginning of it now and then I'll sort of just take it from there. Um, so I was at a... It's not like I'm crying. Oh, I God, no way. I'm remembering. I was with Sips. I was with Sips and his family <laughs> and I'd gone to visit them for some reason. I don't know why. Anyway, it goes on like that for 10 minutes and we go, oh, oh yeah. Oh, <laughs> oh, 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 yeah. oh yeah. Um, at one point you hear Brr, and me going, hello, Lombo. Oh. Um, and Lombo obviously heard me talking and came for a cuddle. Um, but it's a very, very rambly dream. So the, the gist of it is, so I tend to always have dreams which are influenced by whatever I've looked at social media before I go to sleep. So. Mm-hmm. I will often have dreams of the last people I looked at their story on Instagram or their tweet on Twitter or whatever. Um, so I guess that night I probably scrolled past a Sips tweet or whatever, um, just to clarify, not obsessed with Sips, just uh, <laughs> was scrolling social media. And for some reason, uh, I dreamt that I went to hang out with his family and I saw Terry and it was very nice. And in the audio, I describe how 
He lived in... Have you ever played Sonic Adventure 2, the first level? Yes. Rolling around at, around the, at speed the speed of, of sound. sound. Yes. <laughs> it was like that, but reversed. I don't know what that means, but that's what I say in the recording. So I guess <laughs> it was bright and sunny and reversed. Um, and I went to go hang out with him and his family, who I, who I clarify were very nice people and that Sips was very nice. So... My subconscious made Sips into a very lovely person. A literal dream guy. Little, her lovely dream man. <laughs> <laughs> then the next bit is kind of a bit of a reoccurring dream for me that I have quite often. Um, it's where I am on holiday and I either, so it's either I have to get home and that's really anxiety inducing because I have a fear of flying. And for a, a long time, a very, very long time, I would always have nightmares about having to fly somewhere. And that would be my, mm. my go-to, you know, anxiety nightmare. It would be like, oh God, I'm in New Zealand. I've got to get home. And that would always be like the thing that I would be anxious about in my dreams. And I'm a lot better with flying now, but every now and again, I still have those, those kind of things creep back in while I'm on holiday and I have to get home. And every time I fly home in these dreams, the plane always just like skims over the top of the chimneys. It flies really fucking low. And I realize that's actually very dangerous. And I don't know why Dream Me has decided that that is the method <laughs> of getting home. But that's always a part of it. Or I'm on holiday and I have to go home, but I didn't get to do the fun thing I wanted to do. Like oh, that's no. always like a part of it where I'm like, oh, I've got to go home. But for some reason I stayed in my bedroom for two weeks and didn't leave. Like, <laughs> there always be some element of like, I really like, let go of this amazing opportunity kind of thing. I think actually yeah, yeah. last night I had a very similar dream where it was something along those lines, but I'm already forgetting it. So that was a part of it. It was like a beach holiday and it was a combination of needing to get home and also wasting the holiday. It's like a double double whammy of stress dreams. Yeah, that's so interesting. <laughs> like I've not I've not um spoken to anyone who's had that sort of stress dream before. Like we've talked about stress dreams a lot mm. like, on the podcast because I think they're just so common. Like they're oh, so, yeah. so common. Mm. I mean, especially with you. <laughs> Especially with me. Aww. Yeah. With me, it tends to be schoolwork. I always have schoolwork due in. It's like, oh no, I didn't do this. Oh, homework. Blah, blah, yeah. blah. Um, and with Bryony, it tends to be I've forgotten to with the feed animals. the animals oh, or something. Yeah. I'll, I'll suddenly have like a cat and I'll be like, but I've not fed a cat in weeks. Like I'm neglecting mm -hmm. my cat and I get really stressed about it. Oh. But I do also, you've reminded me, I do have a traveling stress dream that I have. Ooh. But it's usually that I've driven to a place. And then I'm, I suddenly, I'm like landing in the dream as I arrive in my car. And then part of my conscious kicks in that I'm like, but I can't drive. This is illegal. How am I going to get home now? Because I can't drive back because what if the police? And then I'm just stuck in the middle of nowhere. <laughs> what if like, the police? What, what do I do? Do I risk driving home again? Or do I just find someone? Or oh, I have the exact same stress stream. So one of the stress streams I have is a reoccurring thing where I suddenly realize that I own pet rats. Oh. But I suddenly think I haven't fed them in weeks. I haven't fed them in yeah. weeks, but I've got them. They must, And it's horrible because in my dream, I'm like, they must be dead because I haven't fed them. And I don't want to yes. look in the cage because I'm like, oh God, what have I done? Honestly, I have exactly the same one. That's another mm. stress dream that you've just reminded me of. <laughs> it's horrible, isn't it? Yeah, I often have these, because I've, I've kept rats before, but in my dreams, they've somehow managed to breed out of control, even though all of my rats were female mm. or neutered. They've somehow managed to breed out, breed out of control. There's rats 
everywhere and I'm like oh my god there's too many rats I don't know how I got this many there's wild ones here now that I didn't know I had oh, no. I've got cages everywhere and I don't know like that now there's something coming to attack the cages oh god it's so stressful and yeah that's another one that I always have it's horrible <laughs> isn't it like those dreams are like the worst because you feel so guilty in them as well mm. like it's not just a, a stressful situation but you're like oh god I'm such a horrible person I've done this awful thing <laughs> like it's such a relief when you wake up and you're like oh thank god I didn't kill any animals <laughs> I also get the driving, uh, the stress dream as well. Actually, maybe I should flip reverse the dream I was telling you about because there's another dream I had recently, which was really vivid and I remember it so clearly, which involved that exact scenario where I have the exact thing where I have to drive somewhere really important and there's no other way to get there, but I'm in a car and you suddenly go, wait a minute, I don't know how to drive. What happens if I get pulled over? But it's you have no other choice but to do it. And it's it's yeah. really, really stressful. I do sometimes wonder if I learn to drive, would I still have those dreams? But I just go, oh, I can drive home? Or yeah. would my stress dreams start to just come out in different ways or something? I don't know. I can drive and I've never had those dreams, so can confirm. Yeah, maybe <laughs> it is just a, like once you learn how to drive, that that kind of like weird fear would sort of go away because in your dream you'd think oh I can drive this is okay I guess it depends how lucid like the dream is yeah mm. I also get I'm about to be in a play and I haven't learned any of the lines like I'm at school like GCSEs or whatever and it's like a play <gasps> the play's on tonight and I'm like oh my god I haven't even looked at the script and now I've got to go and perform the play that's like a kind of classic <gasps> oh school scenario this is so strange I hadn't had that dream until literally last week I had that Ooh. exact dream Oh, that really? I was meant to be in a play and it was the dress rehearsal before and I was like I'm just gonna have to try and learn as many lines as I can from this dress <laughs> rehearsal because we go on tomorrow oh god it's so <laughs> stressful it's horrible did either of you do much like acting or anything like that at school Yes, I, I loved drama at school. And so I yeah. did a whole bunch of plays. So I don't know if it's like, yeah, I mean, it's been, God, it's been, I don't know, 15 years or whatever, but I don't know if it's a throwback to being stressed about learning lines. And then if I'm anxious in my everyday life, like it comes out in a kind of a throwback anxiety almost. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I wonder if it's like partially to do with, I guess there's a certain element of, obviously you don't learn lines when you're doing streaming and stuff, but maybe mm. not knowing what to say or not feeling prepared for like mm -hmm. being on stage so to speak like I wonder if it's to do with that just because I never know what to say <laughs> yeah like streaming yeah, is same. like the the sort of core of it is performing you are performing like otherwise you would just be sitting in there in silence playing a game like you are trying to be an entertainment source so it makes sense that that could sort of mirror I know it's not line learning but like you said it sort of mirrors that performance anxiety almost yeah, yeah definitely mm. And probably a lot yeah. of like when you just get like a curveball thrown at you during a stream and then you're like, uh, 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 I, I don't know. And then hours <laughs> after you've like gone offline, you're like, oh, I should have said this. Yes. <laughs> yeah, that's all the that time. would have been great. Or that, that would have been, been really so funny. funny. <laughs> yeah. can, I, can I go back? And <laughs> yeah, it's so annoying. Spend ages trying to recreate the exact scenario so you can say the funny thing like i'm gonna make a, an alt account so i can type in chat and then i'll know i'll have a comeback i'm ready for it yeah i never did much like acting or anything at school i was just always really shy um i was just the nerd kid that sat and did art at lunchtime Aww. so it makes sense that most of my dreams in that sort of vein are all to do with 
art and homework. Oh. Like, oh, I haven't done my art project, blah, blah, blah. But if I tend to have dreams about streaming and like anxiety to do with streaming, mine are always, oh no, I'm still live and I didn't realize. Mm. Or I'm in bed and I'm live. Yes. Hello, everyone. I'm sleeping. <laughs> or I'm on the toilet and I'm live. Oh no. <laughs> I've had that. They're horrible. Or like, oh my God, my top has fallen down and I'm live. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> it's like horrible. <laughs> Just flashing and peeing constantly. I have actually like, I've woken up talking to chat before and I've been so confused. Yeah, me too. Oh my God, really? Do you know what you were saying? I can't really remember, but I did have that real like confused feeling of like, Am I live somehow? Is it, is yeah. it am I streaming? What? There was one that I told my chat about um, that we found hilarious. I woke up one time having dreamt that I was streaming and I woke up saying, Rasapo, thank you for the gift sauce. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. And he was just like, what? Oh. <laughs> Even in your dreams, he's a lovely, generous boy. Exactly. <laughs> That's amazing. Oh, it That's was quite nice and wholesome and not, I'm on the toilet and people are watching <laughs> yeah, me. Yeah, I wasn't on the toilet at least. <laughs> oh, that's cute. Yeah, I feel like it's, I think it's, I don't know about you guys, but I, I, I'm surprised I don't get more streaming related anxiety dreams considering it is like such an integral part of like my life. Mm, and it yeah. has so many scenarios that can be really anxious, you know, like being live and things going wrong and stuff. I'm surprised that that's not more of a focus of my anxiety dreams. Or do you guys yeah. get them quite regularly? I find that I had more of them when I started streaming. Mm. I don't tend to have them now. But if I have a stress dream, I think a lot of the time stress dreams aren't directly what you're worrying about. Mm. If you know what I mean? Like mm -hmm. they sort of come in different ways. So like you guys not being able to get home or not being able to drive. You might be stressed about something else, like yeah. at the same time. Yeah. Um, but it's just your brain just thinking, you're always stressed about this, so here you go. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like I was thinking that when you said about having dreams about like not making the most of a holiday, I was thinking mm. that's probably to do with like, I don't know, feeling worried you're not seizing an opportunity or that you yeah. missed an opportunity to do with something else going on. It's it's one of those things. It's like your brain could make it so easy for you, but instead it's like, answer me this riddle. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Just make it as cryptic as possible. I, I do think like, and, and this isn't to sound like a misery guts, but I do think the majority of my dreams are just a kind of anxious situation. Like, mm -hmm. I don't know if it's just how my brain kind of processes whatever it's going on during the day. But I do think that most of my dreams have an underlying stressful situation to them. Like it's rare that I'll just have a dream and it's just like, la 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 la. Like that there's usually some kind of drama or anxiety situation going on within the dream. If you see what I mean? Like even yeah. if it's not obvious, like I'm at school and I'm naked. <laughs> there still will be like the dream I had the other day was where I started a job and it was like a cafe. And I turned up at the cafe and I was like, I didn't wear any clothes because I was like, oh, it's okay. I'll wear someone else's dress when I get there. And I got to the cafe and obviously everyone was already wearing their dresses. You said uniforms provided, right? Yeah, okay, right. I'm like, come here. I'm ready. Give me the fucking uniform. So I was like totally starkers and I couldn't take anyone else's dress because they were wearing it. So I was like, God, what am I going to do? I'm naked and it's my first day. And I was like, I'm going to have to drive home, but I couldn't drive. So oh no. It should just be a normal dream of I'm starting my first day at a bakery, but like everything possible goes wrong and it just becomes this horrible scenario. 
It was such a vivid dream as well. It was horrible. I woke up like, <laughs> my dignity. Have we ever looked up like nudity in dreams? I can't remember. Um, Honestly, I don't know if we have because it's such a common thing, but I can have a look now. Yeah. What's the, what's the meaning? Well, we've said before, it's one of those things that I dream about it a lot, but in a weird way, I'm never that fussed. Like at oh. some point during a dream, I'll look down and I'll be like, I've got my tits out. So anyway, <laughs> what's happening? <laughs> and I'm, I just, I never get the anxiety side of it. And I don't know what that says about me. <laughs> Are you a nudist, Bridie? <laughs> I rarely dream of being naked. Like I, I don't have nude dreams. I can't really recall one that I've ever had. Okay, hang on. I'm looking in my book. Um, nude, totally open and exposed, not hiding who or what you are. Good symbology. So apparently it's good if you're naked. There we go, Bryony. That shows you're never hiding who you are. You love getting (laughs) naked and being loud and proud. (laughs) That's pretty, I mean, that's pretty accurate. I'm very hot on my sleeve. I just don't have sleeves. (laughs) (laughs) So we get out these books with all of these definitions in every time we do a podcast. But I always say like, these don't mean anything. Like everybody's (laughs) dreams, they, they, they just completely tell it to you and you can't just have someone be like your dream means this because it's all bollocks um, yeah if you it's like you saying like you dreamt about sips's family because you probably saw sips on instagram before going to bed yeah. like yeah yeah that's it it's not like but then there's that no deeper like, meaning in that like you harbor deep feelings for this individual or <laughs> so it'd be something like that exactly. it'd be like no i just saw him tweet something and it was like stuck in my head <laughs> <laughs> but yeah sometimes it's just funny to see what sort of meanings these things present that is i'm trying to find because i have two books here Mm -hmm. so can i just say though that i'm so happy that you say you just saw a nice tweet from sips and you had a nice dream about him because whenever kirsty was looking at stuff before going to bed she looks at reddit oh yeah and it's always like so i was reading this thing about a guy who got stuck in a cave for three days and then died and then i dreamt about (laughs) being in a cave and i'm like oh my god i hate that story that story's horrific (laughs) (laughs) why do you read these things before bed (laughs) i like doom scrolling reddit before bed okay did you have a horrible cave dream after reading that yeah i did i can't remember what the dream was it was in one of the other episodes but I think I did dream about caves. Um, basically, I tend to... Another stressful dream is either water or caves. Mm. And on these two particular occasions, it's because I was on Reddit reading either about someone who got stuck in a cave and died mm-hmm. or divers who dived in this horrible place and died. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> Very better I'm reading. You need to just look at just look at Sips' Twitter before bed and you'll, you'll get to meet Terry instead. Yeah, I'm going to have to start doing that. Just a bit wholesome. Oh, God. I, I know exactly what stories you're talking about, Kirsty, because I've read them too and been horrified, so no wonder yeah. you had horrible dreams from reading <laughs> like, them. I, I have, like, a real fear of, like, deep water and just open ocean, but I still go on r slash thalassophobia and read about these horrible diving stories. I don't know why. No! (laughs) Although, to be fair, I'm exactly the same. I have a fear of flying and I'll be like, time to read the, uh, what's it called? The black box? Time to read the last recordings of this (laughs) crashed aeroplane. It's like, why am I doing this? Why am I making myself more scared? It's like this weird sadistic need to like confirm that you're correct to be afraid of it because it's like, well, look at all this horrible stuff that happens. Like, we are stupid. (laughs) Yep. Oh. It is just like it's that sort of car crash thing, isn't it? Where like, mm. like it's like if you ever get 
a symptom that could be the symptom of anything completely harmless, but you're like, but I'm going to Google it and find Mm -hmm. out this horrible thing I might have. (laughs) It's like, why? (laughs) And then it brings up the worst case scenario and you're just Mm -hmm. like, well, I'm dying. Yep. Yeah, it's just this weird need. Like the internet has brought us obviously so many incredible things, but also just the the ability to just freak ourselves out so yeah. much. Exactly. <laughs> it's this weird morbid curiosity. Yeah. Like, I need to know about this awful cave so I can never go there. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Isn't the reason that the whole like your life flashes before your eyes? Isn't that because it's your brain sort of going through its filing system to find something that will help you in a near death experience? So maybe one day all this Reddit will come in handy. <laughs> exactly. For when she's dying in a cave? <laughs> yep. <laughs> if I'm dying in a cave, I'll know what to do. You'll be like, why did I do this? I read all the stories. <laughs> why did I think this was a good idea? <laughs> why did I even come to this cave? <laughs> I'm deadly afraid of this. <laughs> oh, God. Is caving oh, in there in your book of dreams? Is like caves? Oh, maybe. So apparently being like partly dressed as well while I look. Oh, yeah. Um, it means that you feel like you might be unprepared for something like in your life Um, if you're like partly dressed like you've turned up not prepared in the dream and so you feel like you're not prepared IRL as well okay so that could be the the waitressing dream I had I wasn't prepared for it I guess that does make sense because that's like part of your routine of getting ready isn't it you get Mm -hmm. you you put clothes on before you go in public it's it's so important it's such an integral step I love that you dream that and you just don't even feel ashamed. Not, not that you should feel ashamed, but you know what? Like, you don't even feel embarrassed in your dream. You're just like, yep, I'm nude. I'm nude. My tits are out. just always found it strange because it's such like a cliche dream of like, oh, I'm in a job interview and I'm not wearing trousers sort of thing. But I just would be like, oh, well, so what can I bring to this job? <laughs> I think you're showing what you can bring to it, Brian. My goodness. <laughs> God damn. So apparently caves are associated with mystery, danger, and the unconscious. Um, oh. And I think it has a lot to do with like discovery. Ooh. Ooh. It's so vague though, isn't it? Like what does that mean? It's so vague. Like I I dreamt about horrible caves because I read about them on Reddit. Yeah. Um <laughs> it's not because you were discovering something in your real waking life. I discovered that I don't want to go into a cave. <laughs> <laughs> do you girls get the the teeth dream? Talking about classic anxiety? I don't, but I think you do, don't you, Bryony? Oh, this see, when we were looking at um a few weeks ago, we found this like map of the world and it was the most Google dreams from every country, and so many had the teeth dreams. The teeth dream. Why mm. is that the most kind of like iconic anxiety dream? Like, why is it? Is there a specific reason why that's like a go-to fear dream? Honestly, I have no idea. Wasn't it to do with like being self-conscious about looks exactly yeah it might be like self-conscious like feeling out of control like if your teeth fall out like you're gonna feel both of those Mm. things i'm gonna quickly google yeah i'm just having a little peep as well so apparently it can represent feelings of insecurity or inadequacy and they often occur at a time of transition in a person's life similar to losing your milk teeth uh, and having your adult teeth growing in Yeah, what it just says one of the most common interpretations is deep personal loss, the death of a loved one, the loss of a marriage partnership. I don't think I think that's bullshit. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> I, I don't think 
think everyone's having that. Like those are like really severe. What? Sorry, what did your book say? What was the the reason? For um, it? it said basically like a transition, transition, uh, like like okay. your milk teeth falling out and your adult teeth growing in. So it's like change, right? Okay, maybe stress related to change as well. Okay, yeah, I don't know. It's very weird how everybody has that dream. It's like so many so people common, across the globe have this same dream. Like, why? Why is it? I would assume it would be something more a kind of universe or universal thing, like you know, the whole like, oh, I forgot to put my clothes on or whatever. But like falling, your mm. feet, your teeth falling out is very sort of specific thing, which isn't that common. Your teeth don't just fall out, you know. It's like a really yeah. sort of strange dream for it to be so renowned and 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 mm. you know, it's universal. really odd. I guess, I guess maybe part of it can like hark back to like childhood like because obviously your teeth fall now all yeah, the time when you're a kid that's true but also maybe like a fear of getting older and stuff like you get oh, older yeah. and your teeth start to fall out yeah. maybe something like that yeah 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 i've never had a dream that they actually fall out but i have a dream that they are wobbly and i'm yeah, worried I have that. Fall out. i've had wobbly and i guess that's it's probably just anxiety yet again. Thank mm-hmm. you, dreams. Again. <laughs> <laughs> thank you, brain. Eight hours when you could give me anything, but no, give me wobbly teeth. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, you're, you're, you're like sleep is meant to be you're recuperating and your body like relaxing, but all our brain does is just flood us with these horrible scenarios, which really yeah. freak us out. Like why? So unfair. I think still my my most common out of all of the anxiety dreams above everything is still. I'm going to use the toilet and there are people looking at me. That is still my most common. I get that like at least once a week. I'm either in a cubicle and there are like people looking over the cubicle or in this dream that I recorded, the 10 minute long one, the the final chapter of the saga was I went to the toilet and it was full of people I went to secondary school with and the toilets were just in the open, you know, like. It was a big room with just mm. toilets in the middle and I had to pee and everyone was watching me. <gasps> so that's like a really common anxiety dream for me. Yeah. That has just awoken a memory in my brain. I've had a dream a few times where I'm always in the same place. Mm-hmm. I think it's a school, but it's not my school. It's just a school. Mm-hmm. And there's a big like bathroom slash toilet area that's split between boys and girls kind of like a large communal area like you get in like a swimming pool Mm -hmm. sort of thing Mm -hmm. like all tiled floors tiled walls but it's just toilet cubicles and they're all like open so people can see you peeing but this room is enormous and it's just toilets 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 and you go to use them and they're all like filthy oh no (laughs) this is this is a dream that i've had a few times and it's always in the same place and i'm just like this is really odd it's so creepy as well. It's so bizarre. Why do we dream about toilets so much? I don't know. Like that is absolutely my most reoccurring, like I'm in this anxious situation. And it's not even like, it's not like I wake up and it's, I need to pee kind of thing. It's not like my body's telling me I need to go pee or whatever. Like I'll just get that yeah. dream constantly. I think it, for me, it's like a humiliation dream. Like I'm in this like humiliating scenario and there's like, but it has to happen. So, so I don't know. That's like, I don't know. What does it say in the book about toilets? Okay, I'll look in the book. <laughs> I'm guessing it's going to be something about when you're at your most vulnerable or something. Mm, like you say, yeah. like, because isn't that why cats follow you to the toilet? Because they're trying to protect you whilst yeah. you're vulnerable. Save me, Lumbo. <laughs> <laughs> I gotta pee. Honestly, I kind of think that it relates to sort of feeling vulnerable, feeling self-conscious, maybe going back to sort of the whole streaming thing, just, I don't know, feeling self-conscious and aware that people are watching you. Oh yeah, because you're streaming on the toilet in your dream. 
to clarify. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I, I have streamed on the toilet in my dream. But even without the streaming element of it, I feel like, I don't know, it's a, it's a similar sort of feeling, like just feeling self-conscious and like, oh, everyone can see me in this filthy toilet. See, I don't think... I don't think I've ever had like a bad toilet dream. I think. No, I've only been pleasant. I've only been favourable. I think I'm literally. I'm so simple that if I ever dream that I'm on a toilet, I wake up because I'm like, I need to pee. I gotta pee. Oh my god. Yeah, I I feel like mine are never. Well, maybe sometimes they are. Like I just have to go pee, but mine are never that I need to pee. For me, I think it's definitely yeah, like you said, vulnerability and humiliation, like those two lovely things, all like blended into one anxiety situation. But yeah, that is the that is my go to, my go to at least once a week. That is like that happens to me in a dream, and yeah, I don't know why, but it's reassuring that you also have it, Kirsty, with your horrible toilet cubicles <laughs> your dirty cubicles <laughs> yeah well this this book has just called me out oh no dreams featuring problems with the bathroom such as being too dirty or having a broken toilet seat can indicate that you want to eliminate waste material but are frustrated in some way oh dear you want to eliminate waste what <laughs> eliminate waste material <laughs> Your waste Such material? Maybe urging you to clean yourself up emotionally. Oh. Um, <laughs> Good. However, if your dream bathroom is a pleasure to use, this may represent healthy self-expression and the release of outdated aspects of your life. So basically, I'm an emotional wreck and I need to sort my life out. You're filthy, Kirsty. Your emotions are a filthy toilet. You're filthy. <laughs> <laughs> oh God, cool out, definitely. You're filthy, bitch. <laughs> I need to eliminate my waste material. Does it mean literally? Like, what is it saying? I don't know. (laughs) Maybe. The fact you're dreaming you're on a toilet means you need to shit. You need to poop. You wake up and go shit right now. (laughs) Lydia, do you have a dream that you remember, like, fondly? Like, one that you, maybe from, like, childhood or something that you just really liked and has always stuck with you? I <laughs> Yeah, I'm putting you at the spot. I once dreamt when I was probably around ten or something like that. I dreamt that I was on blind date with Blue, <gasps> the boy band. And, <laughs> and Zilla Black was there and I was I was on the TV show with them and I think I might have kissed Simon and it was like this really lovely dream. And I swear to God, that dream caused me to have like an obsession with blue. Like I didn't <laughs> care about them at all until I had that dream. And then suddenly I was like obsessed with them. Like I, you know, covered <laughs> all my walls in pictures of them, like just absolutely <laughs> adored them. And it was all because of that dream. And I, I don't know why that dream just ignited the beast within me that was like, <laughs> I don't know, prepubescent, like just loving these boys. Um, So yeah, I don't really remember many childhood dreams at all, but I really remember that one. (laughs) It meant a lot to me. I'm so glad I asked that so (laughs) I actually like met them in real life when I was about 22 and I regret not telling them about that because I'm sure they would have really loved to hear that story. <laughs> yeah, definitely. <laughs> I dreamt about you and then I was obsessed with you. <laughs> I think we could have hooked up. <laughs> hey all, I'm Dr. Alok Kanoja, but the internet knows me as Dr. K. I spent seven years studying to become a monk and then became a psychiatrist. I want to tell you a little bit about my podcast, Healthy Gamer GG. 
where we combine my clinical experience of practicing psychiatry and sprinkle in years of experience as a meditation teacher and sort of focus on spirituality. So on the podcast, we're going to approach very common everyday problems from each of these lenses. And what we really do well is blend science and spirituality to create the most accessible solutions for people for their everyday problems. So check us out at Healthy Gamer GG on YouTube, Spotify, or Apple. Wait, what about, do you girls have like really specific memories, like dreams from when you were little? I do. I remember there was one dream that I had. I remember going into school and saying to my friend, oh my gosh, I had a dream that me and you were in a helicopter. And she was like, I had a dream that we were in a helicopter last night as well. And we were convinced that we had met in the dream world and (gasps) flown a helicopter together. I mean, that's a pretty crazy coincidence. We must have been. I mean, maybe it was It was probably literally just that our teacher had mentioned helicopters yeah. or something and that was enough <laughs> for our child brains. Or it was just one of those things where a child goes, me too. And oh, she didn't right. even, yeah. she humoured me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I had a similar thing where I had a dream. It wasn't a very nice dream, but I had a dream that I was being chased by Ghostface from Scream. Oh god. And they were chasing me down this hallway and I think I might have fallen over or something and they were just about to kill me, but then it froze and credits started rolling. Oh, wow. <laughs> <laughs> um, and I told a friend at school and she was like, ghost face and they said I had exactly the same Yeah, they were ghost face. I was like, oh I dreamt I was trying to kill you last night. <laughs> but no, I told her and she was like, Oh, I had exactly the same dream, but it was from this slightly different perspective and I was like, wow. But then growing up, I thought she probably just said, yeah, me too. No. <laughs> kids are such liars. Why are they lying kids about are so much? Liars. <laughs> <laughs> They're always bullshitting. Why? <laughs> so annoying. Yeah. I do think I did have, think, annoying I can't remember the circumstances, but I'm sure I had a similar thing when me and a partner had dreamt the same thing the night before. But like you said, Brian, it was probably just a case of subliminal messaging where we'd watched a TV program and it had like something in it and then we both dreamt about it but forgot about the thing that was in the tv show because yeah like the chances of you both having such a specific dream yeah just nothing to one are they that not no a million billion to one like (laughs) where it's like there are so many times where alex will start singing a song and it's the song i had in my head and i'm like oh my gosh how did you and it's probably because we just both heard it and then forgot yeah i've had that (laughs) i'm like oh my god I've got that in my head as well. He's like, yeah, I heard you singing it. So that's why I'm singing it. It's like, oh. <laughs> I thought we were having a telepathic connection there. But never mind. <laughs> we're having a moment. <laughs> Speaking of Alex, I had a dream last night that I didn't record because I forgot. But um, I had a dream that we were back in our old flat. But instead of our old landlord, we had this like sexy young landlady and mm. she kept on coming up with excuses to like come around the house so that she could make moves on Alex. <laughs> and I would get home and I'd be like, get out every time. And she'd be like, talk to me again. <laughs> and I was just like, she'd be like, oh, I see your light bulb is out again. I was like, no, it's not. The light switch is off <laughs> just every time. And I, I woke up like, why? That's amazing. <laughs> what does this mean? Oh, you got me again. <laughs> She was literally like the lady from, um, do you remember, did you ever watch Titty Bang Bang? Titty Bang Bang? Yeah. It was like this old sketch show and there was a lady who would, she would wear this like maid's outfit and then she would just accidentally drop things in front of people and then just be stood there like, oh, don't look at me. I'm shy. (laughs) 
and that hussy was trying to get with your man. It was, it, yeah, it was, it was so weird. And at one point, I just drove her to a museum, and we went to a museum together. <laughs> Amazing. But I have genuinely oh no idea where that came from. When you woke up, were you annoyed at Alex? No, because in the dream, every time she made a move, he was so terrified that oh. it was quite endearing. <laughs> He would just be like, I'd walk in and he'd just be stood there like, you know, the, um, oh, what's that gif of? And it's the little puppet monkey and it's just looking side to side. (laughs) I don't know that one. (laughs) I'm imagining it though. I'm getting a good feel for it. Yeah. But it would, it would, he would just look like that little puppet monkey just there like, oh no. Oh no. She's back again. I, I've had I have dreams like that where it'll be like my partner is cheating or someone's trying to cheat with him or something like that and I'm always so angry at him the next day like you ever get that where you're pissed <laughs> off at them and you're like you little bitch and, and and then you explain to it they're like it's just a dream that wasn't me but you're like you just I just feel annoyed like for the whole day I'll feel really yeah. irritated at him I tend <laughs> to have more dreams that will be it will just be that Alex just straight up is mean and he just doesn't oh. like me anymore. And anything I say to him, he'll be like, I don't care. Shut up. And I'm just, then I wake up and I'll just be like, you were so mean to me. And he's like, I'm sorry. (laughs) (laughs) Like, why does our subconscious make them so horrible? It's it's really mean. Yeah, I I was going to ask about this actually, because again, when I've been uh, doom scrolling on Reddit before going to bed, there was a post from someone who whose wife had a dream and when she woke up she didn't tell him about it but mm. she didn't talk to him for a week and then she left the house oh, because really? she had a dream that he did something yeah and then eventually he was just like what is your problem and she was like i dreamt that you did this and he's like it was a dream <laughs> oh my god that is and she fully left the house Whoa. and went to stay with her parents it's like what is your problem <laughs> how do you explain it to your parents though they wouldn't they be like what the fuck's wrong with you? Yeah. <laughs> sort, sort yourself out. Like, I totally get being angry. I've definitely been pissed off the next day, but I think there's limits to how angry you can yeah. be at someone for something exactly. your brain made them do. Definitely. I have the reverse of it a lot where I'll have a dream that I'm really good friends with someone or that like I've got a crush on someone or something like that. And then the next day I'll feel like, I have this really strong bond with that person. Like for a day, mm. I'll feel like, like it's weird. Like I'll feel like really close to that person. It will fade. But like the next day, I'll, they'll just, I don't know. I'll feel really attached to that person just because in yeah. my dream, we were really attached. I've had that. Mm. Definitely. It's weird, but yeah. I get that fear that if I ever dream about someone, they know and they think yeah. I'm weird. Well, you keep talking about it on this podcast, Bryony, about how much you keep... <laughs> You keep dreaming about me constantly every day. Of course I'm going to find it a bit weird. (laughs) I remember there was a time I was at secondary school and I had a dream about, I think it was just like a guy who was in the year above me or two years above or, you know, someone who you know from seeing around, but you don't know them. Mm -hmm. And the next day we happened to make eye contact when we were walking to class and I was like, he knows, he's 100%, he's told everyone, everyone thinks I'm weird now. Oh, bless you. That's so sweet. (laughs) That's adorable. (laughs) I remembered another anxiety thing I have with dreams. Um, This one's horrible, though. So this is something that I get used to have regularly and has like petered down a lot. So I I get it every now and again now. But I have a, a thing where I will be asleep and I'll wake up 
but I'll still be dreaming, if you see what I mean. So yes. I physically wake up, but I'm still not really awake. And I will see a man at the end of my bed. <gasps> or Is this a, a like sleep, a sleep paralysis, paralysis demon? Kind of like one of those sort of things. Um, the thing is, I can move. So I, I'm not like paralyzed. Like I, I will stare at the person and then like hide under the covers and be like, fuck, 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 fuck. Like there, there's someone in my room, there's someone in my room. And it will take me about five minutes of like peeking and then going back under the covers and peeking and going back before I start to kind of gain reality and be, and can work out yeah. that there's no one actually there. Um, but that's like a super reoccurring thing I've had since I was probably about 10 years old. Oh, wow. That particular dream. Do, do you guys have have that? Like that scenario? I had that when I was a kid. Um and part of me was like, is this sleep paralysis? Because thinking back, like, would, if someone was at the end of your bed, would you hide under the covers or would you get up and like punch them in the face and scream? Yeah, you would like, react, <laughs> wouldn't you? You would like scream or, or yeah, do, I don't know exactly. if I'd get up and punch them in the face, I'm too much of a pussy, but like, <laughs> I think I'd scream and run away. <laughs> yeah, but look, when I was a kid, I, um, I had the same sort of thing where I would wake up at like three in the morning. Uh, it happened twice. And I saw not like a, an actual like figure there, but I, I saw like shadows mm. of like ghosts uh, floating around the room and they were just like really clear to me, but just dark sort of see-through shadows. And yeah, I was frozen and I would just hide under the bed until I fell back to sleep. Oh, it's um, horrible. And it was terrifying. But it's yeah, it's only ever happened twice. Um, were you particularly anxious at that time? Do you remember? Or was they just kind of random? <sighs> I don't know. I think I was probably maybe like 10 so no more than usual. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> Just general anxiety, you know. Yeah. <laughs> but I remember the second time, after sort of hiding under the covers for a while, I think I might have woken up a bit and I grabbed my TV remote and I turned my TV on and then they just sort of petered out. Mm. But yeah, it was really scary. It's a horrible dream because it's it's not even... Because you're awake... You, your brain genuinely thinks it's happening. Like it's a different yeah. level of like, obviously when you have a nightmare and you're in a nightmare, something horrible happens, that's super scary because you think it's happening because you're dreaming. But when you, in your head, you're awake and it's still happening, it's, it's terrifying. It's so scary. Horrible, horrible, like, yeah, horrible dreams. Do you remember what the man looks like? Because there is a sleep paralysis demon that a lot of people tend to have, which is the man in a hat. Oh, yeah. So sometimes he does wear a hat. Usually it's just like a shadowy figure. Like I can't really pull out any features or anything. It's like, just like a shadowy man, like tall, mm -hmm. big and just shadow. Sometimes it will literally have been like, I've, you know, I've put up a cardigan on the end of something and that yeah. is what I'm seeing. And then I, my head's making it into a big, scary man. And sometimes it is like a man. But when I was a, a teenager, I used to have them where it would be like rats in my bed. Oh, wow. Yeah. And I would wake up scream, like literally I would wake up screaming into the hallway and like scream for my mom because I thought there were rats in my bed or there were spiders like running across the room or I used to constantly have these dreams where I would wake up and there would be something horrible. But with those, mm -hmm. I would always be able to move and like run and scream. Whereas the shadowy man, I've never been able to react. I've always just been like too scared. But yeah, you'd think like... So you think like at the age of 33, they would start to like go away. But yeah, I still get them like semi-regularly. Do they, like when they happen, is it when you're, is it always sort of when it's like still a bit dark or have you ever had just broad daylight seeing him? 
it's always like middle of the night, like, yeah, dead of night. I've never had it say, you know, at 6am when the, there's light coming through the curtains or anything. It's always been sort of like 1am, 2am, 3am kind of thing. Yeah. yeah. The nearest I've ever had was I was staying in a hotel room with a friend of mine who has waist length hair mm. and the layout of the room was like there was the bed, then there was a wardrobe against the wall directly at the end of the bed, and then there was a bit of wall next to the wardrobe. And he had eaten something bad and had a bad tummy, and I mm. didn't know this. I woke up and he was basically leant against the wall behind the wardrobe, bent forward, so oh his no, hair God. was just falling down at like child height, oh um, and he was just making groaning noises. So I wake up, I look down and I can just see child height, long hair and just hear like, yeah. uh. oh my <laughs> I, was, I was like, oh, that's weird. It's like I can see a child. I can see a child. <laughs> oh I just my went God. from that like, I'm having a dream to know this is real. <laughs> oh my God. That is horrific. That is like The Ring. That is horror movie. Like, what? <laughs> I'm going to be permanently scarred from that. Jesus. Oh my God. <laughs> Uh, I remember one thing that my teacher at school told me because she got sleep paralysis quite bad. Mm. But she said to me, apparently, and I don't know how true this is, but apparently you're more likely to suffer from sleep paralysis if you sleep on your back. Oh, so now yeah. I make a conscious effort to never, ever sleep on my back because yeah. I'm terrified of getting sleep paralysis. Because she made it sound so horrible. God, yeah. Some people do get it horrifically, don't they? Like, yeah. they can they can barely like get their breath, and like they're just like having a panic attack, and they can't physically move. Like, it sounds awful. Like, I can at least I can still move around a bit with mine. Like, yeah, I've heard of people that literally are completely frozen, and all this horrible stuff is happening to them. Like, that sounds so grim. Mm. But yeah, I've heard that about sleeping on your back as well. But I can't sleep on my back. I, I'm a I'm a I'm a fetal position sleeper through and through. Yeah, yeah, me too. A little side baby sleep. <laughs> it was so horrible whenever I have like a cold or something, something that means you have to sleep. Like when I had my wisdom teeth out and I couldn't, mm. I had a big lumpy cheek and I couldn't sleep on that side and I would try and fall asleep on my back and I just can't do it. It's just not, I just did, I, like I find it really uncomfortable for your neck because it's like your head has to like lull and it gets really achy. Like I just, your mm. head doesn't have a comfortable place to go. Whereas when you sleep on your side, everything's like, well supported yeah what i don't get is yeah. sleeping on your front i think that that's that's serial killer behavior like <laughs> what's sleeping on your front how do you breathe i i do sleep on my front sometimes but I, I tend to just have my neck turned to the side but that's not so my, my head is sleeping neck. at the side but my body is on the front just sleeping face down just suffocating yeah. slowly <laughs> Do you sleep on one of those like massage beds with the hole cut? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that makes sense. I can get on board with that. Don't you wake up with a really achy neck though? If it's been like sometimes, yeah, cricked to the side all night. It's a serial killer. Well, I mean, sometimes when I sleep on my side, Tabs is on my pillow, so I have to like put my head below him anyway. Aww. So Aww. I just have a bad neck regardless. <laughs> yeah, I feel like anyone that has pets that sleep on the bed just wakes up in pain anyway because we'll yep. always contort our bodies into these terrible shapes because we don't want to wake our pets up. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I've got like three cats like surrounding me, so I sleep like a weird pretzel, just like, Ugh, don't want to wake any of them up. 
Oh my god! Even though they're going to sleep for the rest of the entire day, I'll have to go. I'll have to be awake. But no, never mind. They're precious, tiny babies. There is something so horribly painful though about that moment where you move slightly and a cat is like, "Well, guess that's that then," oh. and they leave, and you're like, "No, I can change." I was just like, it was the slightest movement. Sorry. I hate that. It's so sad, especially when you're like all cozy with them and they're on your lap and you like just shift your leg a bit because you're getting a bit uncomfortable and they immediately get up and leave. It's like, oh, <laughs> please, I needed this. Please. I'm so lonely. Yeah, Tabs does that a lot. He'll just like bolt up and run away. I'm like, no, please come back. You've ruined this. I hope you know that. Goodbye. <laughs> no. That's why Lombo's good. You can just sort of pick him up and throw him up in a semicircle and spin him around your head and do the hokey pokey and then put him back down and he'll just fall back to sleep <laughs> <laughs> oh what a perfect baby perfect baby boy tell me if i if i ask too many questions but this thing just fascinates me but going back to the the man do you have any like idea like was there something the first time it happened is there any connection there? Like, is there any, is he like from a film you saw when you were young or something? Or did he just come out of nowhere? It's a good question, actually. I don't know. I don't, it's not, I don't have a specific horror movie that I watched when I was a kid that like scarred me. Like, did you have that? Were you, were you? Yeah. Yeah. What was yours? Scream. Uh, That's well, why I was being chased by go. Ghostface. <laughs> <laughs> I was scared of, I don't remember being actually scared of the film Jaws. But I used to have one of those beds that was raised up and you could pull out a desk and crawl underneath it. Mm. And I thought Jaws the shark lived under my bed. <laughs> and my dad's way of comforting me about this was, if you had a shark under your bed, he would be dead long ago. And then I thought, I have a dead shark oh, under God. my bed. <laughs> and that made it worse somehow. Oh, that's just so oh. sad. <laughs> Kids are so stupid. <laughs> I went through so many weird phases of like the under the bed thing though like there was one time when I thought that a samurai lived under my bed and that he would he was allowed to stab up the bed once every night so I would try and sleep in weird contortion shapes so that I was less likely to because I was like he's gonna go for the middle so if I sleep like a C he'll miss me I don't know where it came from <laughs> that's amazing oh, that must have been like a tv show or a movie right or were you just an incredibly imaginative child yeah I genuinely don't know I was thinking about this the other day because there's a lot of things that I remember in my childhood playing with my imagination mm. but I have aphantasia so I literally can't imagine things so now every time I think back to my childhood am I I'm just thinking was I sat there going Imagine there's a samurai, but I can't. So I'll just think samurai, the word. <laughs> like, what was I doing that whole time? <laughs> Wait, what's, sorry, what's <laughs> aphantasia? It's where you just can't, like, I can't picture things. Oh. I don't have, like, a mind's eye. My, my, my brain is just blank all the time. <laughs> oh, see? Oh, that's really interesting. Head empty. Um, and I didn't realize that it was a thing until a couple of years ago on Twitter. I saw someone just like a random person just do a tweet saying like, wait, people can actually picture things in their mind. And I was like, no. <laughs> and then I saw the replies and I was like, oh, oh, I guess this is a thing then. Oh, that's super interesting. And that means it's even more interesting when it comes to your dreams, right? Because that's what a dream is, like just imagining things. Yeah. Yeah. I have like such vivid dreams, but in the daytime... Head empty. Oh, I wonder if that's why they're so vivid. When it comes to like recalling your dreams, do you just sort of run through the story in your head rather than imagining it then? It's like I can 
I can't think how to describe it. It's almost, it's almost like I can imagine doing the movements of it and being in the scenario, but I can't mm. picture it, if that makes sense. There was actually a study recently, for the first time there was a study about trying to physically replicate aphantasia. So they asked different people, they had cameras focused on their pupils, and they asked them to picture dark things or light things. And for people who don't have it, the size of their pupils would like dilate and um, like change when they were thinking about this. Whereas aphantasia, you just, obviously because you're not imagining anything, wouldn't change. And it's like the first time there's ever been physical proof that it's oh, a thing. That's it's cool. That's so interesting. interesting for me. Yeah, that's really interesting. <laughs> Yeah, I've had seen on Twitter people talking about also whether you have like um, dialogue in your head with yourself, like whether you almost like talk to yourself in your head or whether you just do things and the other being like, do you imagine things or you do not? And it's interesting because I guess you always just assume whatever you do is what everyone else does. Like you wouldn't Mm -hmm. question it. So it's so interesting to find out about other people's. Like, I think it's really fascinating that that's, that's how you think, Bryony, because I don't know, it's just really interesting. Yeah, it's like we were talking about this with Rhythium, yeah. weren't we? Because he said he just doesn't really have an inner monologue, whereas I have constant, you can't shut it up. Yeah, same, same. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you do. <laughs> yeah, like the idea that you just, you just do, like you don't think it through. You just, well, you do think it through, but you're not thinking it through. You're like, how? I don't even describe that. Like you're instinctively doing stuff rather than having a conversation in your head about it i don't know it's just it's yeah really i guess so so do you have a conversation in your head as well Lydia? oh yeah totally like yeah 100 yeah, percent. always like chatting away to myself and you me know. too me too i'll have full-on conversations with other people in yes. my head and then i'll get into arguments sometimes and then i'll be <laughs> <Yeah. annoyed. laughs> the classic shower argument where you're in the shower imagining a conversation with someone and you're like arguing with them <laughs> yeah <laughs> you never even had that conversation <laughs> i sometimes get it if if ever i've had a time where someone has said something that maybe slightly annoyed me whether it be like in chat or in real life or something and then i'll carry on that conversation but sometimes i'll just get so annoyed i'm just like i, I can't believe you would say this <laughs> they, they like, didn't say that they didn't <laughs> This is purely in your head. That's amazing. (laughs) But yeah, going back to um, like things hiding under your bed and stuff when you were a kid, Mm. I just remembered I was more scared of like things coming into my room than being under my bed. Mm. Um, And I used to collect beanie buddies, which were like big beanie babies. Mm -hmm. Uh, And I had so many of them, I could build a wall on my bed, like a little like wall that was about a foot tall. Uh, so I would every night I would stack them up into a wall so things couldn't get through and my plushies would protect me. <laughs> oh, that is so adorable. <laughs> oh my gosh. I used to do so as well as the shark and the samurai phase, I went through a phase about bees. <laughs> and I thought that there was this rule that bees could come into your room at night, but they could only like the the bargain we had struck was that they could only sting parts of you, you they could see. Bargain. So I would build a dome with my toys over my head every night and tuck myself into the duvet so that the bees oh wouldn't. I'm guessing that one was because I saw that Killer Bee film that must have come out when I was little. Oh my god, that film terrified me! The Killer Bees film. I just remember them being in like a um, phone box or something like that, and the and they were all getting attacked. And I was so scared of Killer Bees, so terrified of Killer Bees. I thought it was going to be a much bigger problem Mm. when I was a child than it turned out to be. I think I watched Twister and was like, oh God, I'm, you know, terrified of, you know, none of those things are ever really a problem when you're, when you're in the UK. It's like quicksand and stuff like that. You just think. that was mm. I was set for that being a problem in our <laughs> I, 
I remember walking home from my mom with the cinema because we went to see The Jungle Book, the like real life one, and just being so scared because a guy died in quicksand in it. And my mom just being like, it's it's London. Like there's no quicksand in London. And just not <laughs> believing her, just not believing her, just like watching every step I took. Like you never fucking know. You never know. Um, like life you is terrifying never when you're sure. a kid. <laughs> so dumb. You just don't understand. <laughs> Friday, I love that you made a deal with the bees. <laughs> That's my favourite bit. Yeah, they could only sting you where they could see. Like, how did you make this deal? <laughs> I don't. I, I. I think I just thought it was out of my hands. Like it was something I knew about, like a government deal that that had been hatched. <laughs> And for, but I never warned anyone else. I never told anyone about the bees and was like, oh my cover God. yourself, lest the bees get you in your sleep. You selfish. <laughs> like everyone suffer from the bees. Uh, I had a mate at school who told me once that the witching hour was between 2 and 4 a.m. So that would be the time that ghosts would come out to haunt you. So I was like, right, I always have to be asleep before 2 a.m. or I'll get haunted. Oh, God, that's so horrible. <laughs> The witching hour. Oh, that's so. Yeah. It's like, um, did you got? Did you ever have the? You know, say into the mirror, candy man, candy man, candy man, or whatever. Oh god, yeah. I was so um, scared of that. That was terrifying. That was another one actually. When I was a kid, that I was a lot more worried about than I should have been. Yeah, yeah. Just avoid all mirrors. Yeah, exactly, exactly. <laughs> I'm just being really terrified of that. I did have a time when I avoided mirrors because I remember my dad was watching. Oh, what's that film? There's a film, and it's got the clown under the bed. And oh, not it. No, but there's a there's no. a scene in it where someone looks into a mirror and their face starts peeling off and they're just there horrified, peeling their face off. And I didn't look into a mirror after walking in on my parents watching that film for like months because Aww. I thought my face will fall off, so I'm not Aww. gonna look. <laughs> I think I know what film you mean. I don't know what film it is, but I think I know. I'm sure it's been like referenced in stuff like Simpsons and Family Guy oh, and stuff. Oh, with the face melt, Homer's face melting yeah. or something like that. That yeah. seems, yeah, it's one of those. But I kind don't of know what film it is. Cult horror movies. Mm -hmm. Yeah, fuck that. Oh, jeez. Yeah. This has been <laughs> not quite a comfort zone, no. comfort zone episode, is <laughs> <No. laughs> it? It's been an anxiety and nightmare episode of Comfort Zone. Sorry, I came on and we just talked about really horrible things. Thank you for sharing your deep fears with us. My deepest, <laughs> darkest fears. All my anxiety dreams, all my nightmares, all my horrifying bits of my life. Thanks so much. <laughs> Honestly, it's so easy to do when you're talking about dreams, though, because most of the time they are just about stress. Yeah, so. they're horrible situations. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Oh, my God. Well, on that note, we should probably wrap it up. <laughs> thank you so much for having me on. Well, thank you so much for joining us. It's been lovely. It's been yes, fun. thank you so much. I hope we've... Um, I was going to say, I hope we've helped, but I don't think we have. <laughs> Awful now, to be honest. <laughs> I'm scared to go to sleep. I'm scared to close my eyes. Just don't, don't look in a mirror. Just don't look in a mirror. Be careful around the quicksand. <laughs> Make sure you sleep in a C shape. Yeah. <laughs> it's been it's been very cathartic. Thank you for uh, for listening to me ramble on about my dreams. It's been it's been good fun. Thank Hell you. Hell yeah. Nice. Well, thank you so much, and thank you everyone for listening. Thank you very much. We shall speak to you soon. Yes. Thank you. Bye bye for now. Bye-bye for now. Bye. Bye-bye.